Chapter Twenty Two of the Pharaoh and the Priest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The Pharaoh and the Priest by Boleslaw Proust, translated by Jeremiah Curtin. Chapter Twenty Two. His stay in Aa had so wearied Ramses that to seek rest and rally his thoughts he commanded to stop all solemnities in his honor and directed that during his journey people should never come forth to greet him the prince's retinue were astonished even somewhat offended but they carried out the command and Ramses again found some quiet he had time to review his troops which was his most agreeable occupation and he could collect his scattered thoughts in some measure shut up in the remotest corner of the palace the prince began to consider how far he had carried out the commands of the pharaoh his father he had surveyed aa with his own eyes its fields towns population officials he had verified the fact that the eastern edge of the province was yielding to the advance of the desert he had observed that laborers were indifferent and stupid that they did only what was commanded and that with unwillingness finally he had convinced himself that really faithful and loving subjects were to be found only among the aristocracy for they were related to the family of the pharaohs or were of the noble order and were grandsons of the men who had fought under the great rameses in every case those people rallied to the dynasty heartily and were ready to serve it with genuine readiness not like the low people who when they had shouted a greeting ran back with all speed to their pigs and their oxen but the chief object of his mission was not explained yet rameses not only did not see clearly causes for the decrease of the royal income but he did not know how to formulate this question why is there evil and how can we correct it he only felt that the legendary war of the god set with osiris furnished no true explanation and gave no means of cure whatever but the prince as the coming pharaoh wished to have a great income like that of former rulers in egypt he was boiling with anger at the very thought that when he had mounted the throne he would be as poor as his father and perhaps even poorer never cried the prince falling his fists to increase the royal property he was ready to rush sword in hand against set and hew that god into pieces as set had hewn his own brother osiris but instead of the cruel divinity and his legions he saw around him ignorance the desert and silence under the influence of these struggles with his own thoughts he sees once the high priest mephris tell me holy father to whom all wisdom is familiar why does the income of the state decrease and in what manner can we add to it Mephres raised his hands. May the spirit be blessed, worthy lord, cried the priest, which whispered such thoughts to thee. Oh, mayest thou follow in the steps of mighty pharaohs who built temples in all parts of Egypt, and through canals and sluices increased the area of fertile land in this country. The old man was so moved that he fell to weeping. First of all, said the prince, answer what I ask for how think of temples and canals when the treasury is empty the greatest misfortune has befallen egypt its rulers are threatened with indigence we must examine this 
first of all, and cure it. After that, the rest will come easily. This, prince, thou wilt learn only in temples, at the foot of the altar, said the high priest. There alone can thy noble curiosity be pacified. Ramses started up with impatience. Before thy eyes, worthy father, the temple hides the whole country, even the treasury of the pharaoh. I am, for that matter, a priestly pupil. I was reared in the shadow of a temple. I know the secret of the spectacles in which the malice of Set is represented with the death and rebirth of Osiris. And what does that profit me? When my father asks how to replenish the treasury, I can give him no answer. Should I persuade him to pray longer and oftener than he does at the present? Prince, thou art blaspheming. Thou knowest not the high ceremonies of religion. If thou knew them, thou couldst answer many questions which torment thee and hadst thou seen that which i have thou wouldst know that the highest interest of egypt is to support priests and temples men in old age become children thought rameses and he stopped the conversation mefres had been very pious at all times but he had then grown eccentric i should end well thought rameses if I yielded to priests and assisted at puerile ceremonies, perhaps Mefres would even command me to stand for whole hours at an altar as he himself does, beyond doubt, while expecting a miracle. In the month of Farmuthi, end of January and beginning of February, the prince took leave of Otoes before starting for Hak, the next province. He thanked the nomarchs and lords for their splendid reception but at heart he was sad for he knew that he had not mastered the problem put forth by his father escorted by the family and court of otoes the prince with his retinue crossed to the right bank of the river where he was greeted by ranuzer the worthy nomarch together with the lords and the priests of his province when the prince reached the land of hark the priests raised a statue of atmu patron god of the province and the officials fell prostrate. Then the nomarch brought a golden sickle to Ramses and begged him to open the harvest as viceroy of the pharaoh, that being the time to gather in barley. Ramses took the sickle, cut a couple of handfuls of ears, and burnt them with incense before the god, the guardian of the boundaries. After him, the nomarch and the great lords cut barley also, and at last harvesters fell to reaping. They cut only ears, which they packed into bags. The straw remained on the field behind them. When he had heard a tedious service before the god, the prince mounted a two-wheeled car. A division of the army moved on, and the priests followed. Two lords led the horses of the heir by the bridles. After the heir, on a second car, rode the nomarch, and next an immense train of lords and court servitors. The people, agreeable to the will of Ramses, did not present themselves, but laborers in the fields, at the sight of the procession, fell on their faces. In this manner, when he had passed a number of pontoon bridges thrown over arms of the Nile and canals, the prince reached toward evening the city of Anu, the capital. For some days feasts of greeting continued. They rendered homage to the heir and presented officials. At last Ramses begged to interrupt the festivities and requested the nomarch to acquaint him with the wealth of the province. Next morning the review began, and lasted a fortnight. Every day in the court of that palace, 
where the heir had his residence appeared various guilds of craftsmen these came under command of guild officers to exhibit their productions in turn came armorers and swordsmiths makers of spears and axes manufacturers of musical instruments fifes trumpets drums harps after these came the great guild of cabinet makers who exhibited armchairs tables couches litters and carriages ornamented with rich drawings made of various wood mother of pearl and ivory then they brought kitchen utensils things for the fire spits two-eared pots and flat pans with covers jewelers rivaled one another with gold rings of wonderful beauty amber bracelets and anklets or chains made of gold mixed with silver all these were carved with artistic skill and inlaid with precious stones or enamel of various colors the procession was closed by potters who carried more than a hundred kinds of earthen vessels they brought vases pots plates pitchers and jugs of the most varied forms and sizes covered with paintings ornamented with beast and bird heads each guild made an offering to the prince of its most beautiful productions these filled a large hall though among them no two things were similar at the end of the curious but interesting exhibition his worthiness ranuzer asked the prince if he was satisfied the heir thought a while more beautiful things i have not seen except in the temples or in the palaces of my father but since only rich people can buy them i do not see how the state treasury can have much profit from those objects the nomarch was astonished at the young lord's indifference and was alarmed by his anxiety about income but wishing to satisfy rameses he began then to conduct him through the royal factories one day they went to buildings where slaves were grinding flour in many hundred hand mills and in mortars they went to bakeries where men were baking bread and rusks to feed the army and to places where preserved fish and meat were in course of preparation they examined great tanneries and shops where sandals were made foundries where copper was cast into arms and utensils after that brickyards guilds of weavers and tailors these establishments were situated in the eastern part of the city Ramses at first looked at them with interest but very soon he was disgusted with the sight of laborers who were timid lean sickly in complexion and who had scars left by sticks on their shoulders thenceforth he stopped only briefly at factories he preferred to look at the environs of the city of anu far to the east he could see the desert where a year earlier the maneuvers had taken place between his corps and nitagers he saw like a thing on the palm of his hand the road by which his regiments had marched the place where because of the beetles the military engines had to turn to the desert and perhaps even the tree on which the canal digger had hanged himself from that elevation over there in company with tutmosis he had looked at the blooming land of goshen and cursed the priesthood and there among the hills he had met sarah toward whom his heart had flamed up on a sudden to-day what changes he had ceased to hate the priests from the hour that by the influence of herhor he had received the army corps and the office of viceroy he had become indifferent to sarah but that child whose mother she would be grew to him more and more important 
what is she doing there thought the prince i have not had news from her this long time while he was looking on those eastern hills in this way and thinking of the recent past ranuzer at the head of his escort felt certain that the prince had observed abuses in the factories and was meditating over means of punishment i am curious to know what he discovered thought the worthy nomarch is it that half the bricks are sold to the phoenicians or that ten thousand sandals are lacking in the factory or perhaps some low wretch has whispered to him about the foundries and the nomarch's heart was anxious suddenly the prince turned toward the escort and called tutmosis who was bound to be at all times near his person tutmosis ran up the heir went to one side with him hear me said he pointing toward the desert dost thou see those hills we were there last year sighed the courtier i remember sarah i will burn incense to the gods at once cried tutmosis for i thought that your worthiness had forgotten faithful servants since becoming viceroy the prince looked at him and shrugged his shoulders select said he from the gifts brought me some of the most beautiful vessels utensils stuffs and above all chains and bracelets and take them to sarah live through eternity o rameses exclaimed the exquisite for thou art high-minded tell her continued the prince that for her my heart is always full of favor say that i wish her to care for her health tell sarah that when the time of freedom comes and i have carried out the commands of my father she will come to me and live in my house i cannot endure that the mother of my child should be grieving in loneliness go do as i have said and return with pleasant tidings tutmosis prostrated himself before the noble ruler and took the road straightway the retinue of rameses unable to divine the conversation envied tutmosis the favor of the viceroy while the worthy ranuzer felt alarm rising in his soul oh said he anxiously may i not need to raise hands on myself and leave my house in the bloom of my years why did i the unfortunate when taking the pharaoh's goods not think of the hour of trial his face became yellow and his legs tottered under him but the prince mastered by a wave of reminiscences took no note of this change in the nomarch end of chapter twenty two